Welcome to the weekly podcast of Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Aaron Adachi Kriege, Youth President at Epworth United Methodist Church, spoke on Sunday, June 27, 2010. Her message was titled, Lost. You can always get back home. The lectionary reading is Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 15 through 17, and Matthew chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. Following her message, Reverend Andrea Davidson offers some reflections on her final week as Epworth pastoral assistant before starting a new assignment in Oakland. I've had many experiences with losing things. I've lost keys, money, my cell phone. I've lost games, my spot in line, my page in books, and my place while reading music. I've lost plenty of sleep. I've lost friends and pets. I've lost my sense of direction, and I've lost my faith. Losing something expensive and material, like my phone or my money, usually has a specific effect on me. I get this sort of panicked feeling when I realize that what I'm looking for is gone. I begin to frantically search my pockets, my room, my purse, retracing my steps. As each place I check yields no missing items, my heart starts to race, and a heavy feeling of dread or maybe guilt kind of settles in the bottom of my stomach and stays there for a while. Losing a friend or a pet has a bit of an opposite effect on me. Sadness begins to overwhelm me, and my stomach starts to feel empty and unfillable, like there's a big hole where something is missing. Either way, these two feelings are pretty difficult to get rid of. There's no amount of exercise that can work off that heavy weight. There's no amount of food that can fill up that empty space. When I was younger, I had this image of God as someone who sits up in the sky on a throne of clouds, watching us and controlling everything down to the moment that someone takes a breath. As I grew older and more exposed to the beliefs of the other people around me, I began to believe that God was not necessarily as in control as I had previously thought. However, I still believe that if God was so almighty and powerful, God must have a significant amount of control over everything that happened. With this in mind, it was easy for me to blame God for many of the things that were going wrong in the world. The war in Iraq, my mom's battle with breast cancer, the death of my two friends' mom from pancreatic cancer, the seemingly endless poverty, Hurricane Katrina, and the increasing environmental problems. This was enough for me to begin to lose my faith in God. Why should I honor God's name when God was allowing the environment that I live in to collapse? Why should I even believe in God when God was letting the people that I care about become sick or hurt or lose loved ones? I lost faith in God for a while. I stopped praying, and I stopped believing. I kept coming to church, though, not necessarily because I wanted to. My parents forced me. But for that, I'm thankful, because as I spent time in the services every Sunday, I learned about a different point of view, that God is among us and a part of us, not someone who looks down on us from above and determines our every action. As Pastor Odette said to me a few days ago, God weeps with us. This view resonated with me as I accepted it as my own belief. I found that it allowed me to be more hopeful and motivated me to be more involved in serving and doing what I could in an effort to have a positive effect on my community and ultimately in the world. I realized that yes, God is powerful, but as human beings we make our own decision. We are responsible for our own actions. God does not will us to act the way we do. Not only does God continue to seek us, but God also calls us to seek others. Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones. To me, these little ones are those who have lost their sense of direction. They are the ones that I frown upon, 
the ones who seem to have lost their humanity or gone astray, who are behind the atrocities that have happened and are happening in the world. I have always had a hard time with the whole forgiveness thing. I find it really difficult not to hate the people who are involved in the slave trade, the Holocaust, or the Rwanda genocide, to name a few. Their actions sicken me and make me mad. But through this parable, Jesus tells us, do not despise. Do not hate the ones who have lost their path. God doesn't give up on them. And as Christians, we have the responsibility of seeking out those who have gone off track and finding them or helping them find themselves. We can't give up and resign ourselves to despising the ones who are lost. When you are lost, you can always get back home. That is the message I get from these two passages. Everyone gets lost at one point or another somewhere in our lifetime. We all experience suffering. We all experience injustice. We all experience loss. And when we go through these experiences, it's okay to express our sadness. It's okay to weep bitterly. It's okay to refuse to be comforted. God says to us, there is hope for your future. As my mom said to me, God is actively seeking us even if we don't know it. We can always be found. Good morning. I've been offered the privilege to offer some reflections on the journey. And I'll try to do this without oh, crying too much. <laughs> in your bulletin, um, the quote there, um, right in the inside of your bulletin, is by David Wagner from a poem called Lost. In it, he says, wherever you are is here with a capital H, here, a holy place. The poet reminds us that we're not lost wherever we are. Instead, invites us to treat where we are as a powerful stranger, to seek to know and be known. He goes on to say, the forest breathes. Listen, it answers, I have made a place for you. In June of 2007, when our family moved across the country, Miles and Wesley were six months old. And Steed was preparing to begin his first year teaching at PLTS, the Lutheran Seminary in Berkeley. The first church that we visited that month was Epworth. And it became here with a capital H for us. We recognized how special this place is from the start, its sacredness, its holiness. I'll never forget George Billing greeting us at the door and assuring us that our children were welcome here, especially in worship, even if they screamed at the top of their lungs as they did. <laughs> your warmth and care for our children, your radical embrace and welcome of everyone drew us to this place. Perhaps, as Erin said in her preaching this morning, it is God actively seeking us, even if we don't know it. Or as the poet puts it, the forest breathes. Listen, it answers, I have made a place for you. Epworth has been this place made for us, a spiritual home for our family. In many ways, you have been our family. Since 2008, I've had the privilege of serving on Epworth's staff, first as youth pastor, and then as pastoral assistant for youth and adults. 
It's been a wonderful journey knowing and being known, sharing and receiving, loving and being loved. It's been a great joy to work with and watch Epworth's young people grow and blossom into extraordinary people that are becoming. Some of my fondest men memories are, are Mardi Gras on Broadway with karaoke, the visit to the United Nations in New York City, going on roller coaster rides. I never would have gone out without the kind encouragement of our young people. <laughs> Putting on a bathing suit and going swimming with these guys at the Aquatic Center in Newark, confirmation weekend. And the many times these young people taught me so much when I thought I was there to teach them. Thank you. I've been whew, deeply enriched um, and grown from our working together, our playing together, our eating together, our praising together, our being in community with one another. Pastor Odette, it has indeed been an honor to work with you <laughs> and to be mentored by you and learn from your extraordinary leadership as a woman pastor in our church, in our community, and in our connection. Next Sunday will be my first at Taylor Memorial United Methodist Church in Oakland as interim pastor. I hope that today won't be so much a goodbye as much as I'll see you around. I'm sure you'll see Steed and the boys visiting from time to time with us living here in Berkeley and this being the closest church that we'd like to visit. I hope that you will also be in prayer with us as we make this transition and begin this important work. That we might treat this new here as a powerful stranger, asking permission to know and be known, remembering that wherever we are is here with a capital H, a holy place, holy ground for a holy people. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of Upworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Worship services are Sunday at 10 a.m. at 1953 Hopkins Street in Berkeley. Child care is provided during worship. Visit our website at www.epworthberkeley.org.